Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. Now, Earth Hour happens this Saturday, 27 March at 8.30pm South African time. Started by the World Wildlife Fund. It calls on citizens across the world to switch off the lights for one hour. Yes, switch off your lights for one hour. Joining me now to speak about Earth Hour and beyond is Sunil Ganesh from the James and Ethel Grey Park Foundation. Welcome to the show. Uh, Sunil, how are you doing? Thanks for having us, Lloyd. Doing well. It's a beautiful day in Johannesburg today and uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Great. We appreciate your time this afternoon, Sunil. Now, firstly, why is Earth Hour actually so important? Look, Earth Hour, as you mentioned, was established in 2007, but that's more symbolic. The hour that people have spent uh, switching off their lights since uh, 2007 is symbolic. There's a greater impetus that needs to be driven in society and the community in general. And um, that is about, you know, uh, taking action within your specific lives. Understanding that we only have one planet. And, um, you know, a little anecdote on this. Uh, about 10 years ago, I, I won a scholarship to uh, the WWF One Planet Leaders. And that's where it all started for me. And I became uh, a lot more aware of what was happening around me. And typically what we're saying out there is that Earth Hour is symbolic, but every individual needs to take uh, collective accountability for the sustainability of the planet, uh, wildlife, uh, and flora and fauna in general. And Lloyd, typically people would ask the question, you know, what can I do? What's this Earth Hour all about? Is it just about switching off? Uh, you know, your electricity uh, or your, your lighting at home. Uh, uh, you know, the Earth Hour talks about five key things that can be done. The first of which is uh, speak up. The more that people speak up in communities about this, and I, I genuinely appreciate this opportunity with Lotus FM today, to speak up about Earth Hour and the impact beyond Earth Hour itself in terms of our general lives and what we do. The second one is to switch on. Switch on, not switch on electricity. Switch your minds on to uh, the impact of uh, utilizing energy and other resources in, in a wasteful way. And the third area is actually to inspire others to action, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a few minutes. And the last two points that I talked about on the website is, uh, you know, change something in your daily routine that you do. Uh, if you're spending a lot of time leaving, uh, for example, uh, a full kettle of water being filled up when you just want to make a cup of coffee uh, or tea, change that. And lastly, show the world you care. Do things and demonstrate that you care. So this is like the overarching message, uh, Lloyd. And today, uh, in terms of the opportunity provided, I, I want to mention sort of two things, two key things that have happened here. Um, uh, almost two years ago, my daughters used to walk in the park that I live adjacent to here in Johannesburg. Uh, it's a 36-hectare park called the James and Ethelbrake Park. And, and they came back to me and they were livid as the park had gone into disarray. And what we did is we, we engaged in the process uh, very strategically with all kinds of stakeholders, from the Ratepayers Association to the city of Johannesburg, to businesses, etc. We set up this James and Ethelgate Park Foundation, which essentially uh, was responsible for upgrading the park in terms of safety and sustainability. And today that has become uh, you know, a best practice in Johannesburg, which has led further to the establishment of what we call the Johannesburg Parks Alliance. Now, Lloyd and, and listeners, in Johannesburg, we have almost 3,000 parks. Johannesburg is arguably the largest 
uh, cultivated forests of trees in the world. We have tremendous amount of uh, flora and fauna here that's been cultivated. And uh, the decay of these parks have become incredibly, uh, you know, challenging. And the whole idea behind resuscitating and reviving these parks, we believe, will result essentially in us preserving and creating more greenery in the environment and ensuring the sustainability thereof. So the, the thinking and ideology around Earth Hour is not specifically about a once-off event that happens on the last Sunday of every March, uh, every year. But it's much more than that, Lloyd. So, you know, to all our people listening in right now, some might say, guys, we just have load shedding. We uh, we actually have some power at the moment. Why do we have to switch off the lights? Now, let's speak about encouraging our fellow South Africans, Neil, to get involved environmentally as well as sustainable projects at that level, in terms of local level. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I see it, everybody has your role to play. Lloyd, you're absolutely correct on that matter. And, um, you know, I grew up in Durban, Lloyd, and uh, I left Durban a long while ago. Uh, but I grew up in Durban, and it's still a place that's very close to me. And I know Lotus has been broadcast there, very close to that beautiful Indian Ocean. But if you typically look at some of the things that are happening around you, uh, you know, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, an artist, uh, Awon, uh, wrote to me and said that he's driving a beach cleanup at the Blue Lagoon. And, uh, you know, I use my networks to drive a number of people to come out and support it. Now, it doesn't only take people with celebrity status or wealth status or knowledge status to do things. Every single individual, if you're living around the park and you see that the, the park is going into a, a wrong direction, get the community behind you because there's this theory called the broken window theory and it, it's, uh, it's loosely translated into the broken window theory. And if you see decay happening, more decay will happen. If you resurrect and fix things almost immediately as a community, the chances of things going in the wrong direction are much, much less. And I think, uh, you know, this society, uh, the way things have been driven uh, into democracy, and I'll entertain anybody's criticism, is that our communities, particularly black communities, that's the African, Indian, and colored, they have become almost, uh, you know, a case of the country owes you this and the country owes you that. The country owes you nothing. You pay your taxes and you get services. And over and beyond that, if things are not performing the way that you want to, demonstrate that by pragmatic approaches, lead by example, and soon enough you'll find out that either the district or the municipality that you live in will take notice and they will get behind you. And this is what happened in this part that I'm talking about because we started this off with the community, the Johannesburg City Parks took notice of this. They got behind us. You know, we, we put up fencing of... It's a massive park, 36 hectares. We got the fencing in, we cleaned up, uh, you know, overhanging branches and put in security uh, at the cost of residents. And soon the city was taking notice and the park has now been upgraded to something which is called a flagship status park in Johannesburg. And Lloyd, I want to say two other things. <clears throat> this park has now gone global. Uh, and we don't do this for recognition or for the park being global. Well, number one, the uh, Central Park in the United States, New York, has recognized this park and has offered us a tuning arrangement with them going forward in terms of all the things that they've learned, the capacity building, etc. And the second thing is Netflix just commissioned a movie which was released this week. It's called Happiness Ever After. It's a sequel to the movie called Happiness is a Four-Letter Word. 
So the park has truly gone global and the activities and the initiatives that have been driven here have taken on a proportion well beyond what we originally anticipated. Sounds exciting and interesting. I think I'm going to call you after the show and try and see how I can play my role as well. And, uh, you know, we all have we all have little bits of the pieces of, of, of the pie that we need to obviously take with us because that makes up the entire cake where we all play uh, our role. Different elements come to make up. So it's totally exciting. And we're speaking to the entire country this afternoon, Sunil. So what would your final words be for this Saturday, 27th March at Half Past 8? What would you like to say to all the peeps around the country? I say act beyond the one hour at 8, uh, 8.30 p.m. and think about the future generations. That Michael Jackson song that he sang many years ago uh, should resonate in your minds and every generation can recognize that. We have one planet. There is no one on our planet. There are Elon Musk of this world who will take you into Mars and have been to his place in L.A. Uh, but right now, that's not going to happen for the 7.5 million people on this planet. Let's take it seriously. We have a one planet. Let's act for the future. Sunil Ganesh from the James and Ethel Gray Park Foundation. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon and enlightening us, uh, Sunil. It's been totally awesome and all the best. Thank you, Lloyd. Thanks for having us. God bless. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Yeah.